Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast. It's old Cody over here, and as always, I got my co-host with me, Mr. Jimbo Snively. Hey, Jimbo, tell us who we have today and where we're at exactly. Well, Cody, we're in Henrietta, Henrietta Oklahoma, and we're visiting with Lori Primrose Shoulders, Marvin Shoulders' wife, and uh, she started out in rodeo career at five years old, all the way through high school and college. She was a barrel racer, goat tire, and breakaway roper. She won five national titles. She was tri-state all-around cowgirl. She was a national high school all-around cowgirl. In the, and she won that year, she won the breakaway and the goat tying. She was a national breakaway champion in college. And her team in Southwest East College in Durant won the girls all-around title in 1981. And uh, she's just a real special, and she retired as an airlines uh, stewardess for American Airlines, 34 years. So uh, quite, a, quite a career, and uh, we're just happy to have her set in with us. We're so happy to have you today, Lori. It's good to be here. It's always good to have a good cowgirl on the show with us. We don't get enough of those, you know? Especially of her caliber, that's right, for sure. Right, right. Well, there aren't very many. There aren't very many cowgirls of her caliber. Hey, Lori, let's just get started right off the top. Tell everybody where you grew up at and how you grew up a little bit. I grew up in Tucumcari, New Mexico, on a ranch about 12 miles uh, west of Tucumcari. That's a great little town. What was the ranch's name? Uh, it was uh, my dad's ranch. It didn't have, it's just Duke Primrose Ranch west of Tootencary. It didn't have a name, but he, he had a rodeo. He was an amateur stock contractor, Big Ben Rodeo Company, for many years out there in New Mexico. What all rodeos would y'all put on out there in New Mexico? They were just amateur, around close. Uh, we had a big arena there and a racetrack there at the ranch. He mostly put them on there at the ranch or close by. Uh, a lot of great cowboys. Logan, Sandholm, just the close rodeo arenas. It was amateur. It wasn't pro. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, you got to start off somewhere. They used to have a steer open out there, a jackpot. I've been out there to it with Uncle Joe one time. Oh, yeah? Now, my... my my second dad, Lewis Kincaid, he was a steer roper. Yeah, I remember and, him. Yeah, he, he, he was like my second dad. I grew up with him and his two daughters. His daughter, Donna Patterson, won the world in braille racing in 1973. And she was my idol. And my dad raced the horse that she won the world on. Oh, wow. Engel was his name. You guys raised a lot of good horses out yeah, there, didn't you? Yeah, he, he had some good horses. I have to tell you a quick story. Uh, he always raised good horses, but when I was young, about I was about five or six years old, and he found this little horse. It's a little Appaloosa horse that uh, looked like a little mule. And I remember we showed up at Clayton on this horse and unloaded him and Ann Powell. They were from Tootencary, some horse people. And they said, where in the world did you get this horse for Pete that uh, it looked as all the good horses you've raised, why'd you let her ride this horse? And I won four events on that little horse. Well, you showed him why. <laughs> no, you showed him good. why that's he was riding that memory, little horse. But it, it, it wasn't much horse, but she sure was tough. What was your favorite event? Uh, breakaway, roping, and goat time. I ran barrels. You had to run barrels to be on the team. And I had, a good, I had good horses, 
but they were all automatic. You just sit up there and pushed them. Dad raised good horses. And it sounds like y'all made good horses out there by putting a lot of good miles uh, we, on them out there. We used them on the ranch. We had a 6,000-acre ranch, and we did ranch work all week on them and then took them to the rodeos on the weekend. And we worked three or four events on each horse, and uh, they were just tougher back then. I think horses are too pampered now, almost. Well, they bred the bone out of them or something. They're just... Uh, I feel like they don't get used outside enough, and they don't know how to take care of themselves when it comes to little things and... Some little stupid thing ends up crippling your horse nowadays because they're so expensive. They're probably afraid to use them. Yeah, anyway. you're right. You're right. But you know what? I bought this, uh, I don't know, 50X hat. Mm -hmm. Instead of putting it up, I just wear it every day, Jimbo. Right. Heck with it. That's what I'd do if I had one of them horses. Right. Well, you got to. Who taught you to rope, Lori? Lewis Kincaid. How many hours would you spend in the practice pen? Every How day. many calves would you rope every single day? I tie goats and rope all evening, every day after school. Now, when you were tying goats, was it like the girls do now where you start getting off your horse, I don't know, quite a ways before the goat and run beside your horse and get a good scent and no. let your horse just run like a bulldogging horse by? No, our horses ran up there and you got off in a stop. They'd stop and they'd kind of push you to the goat. It's different. We didn't get off, off on the run as much as they do now. You, you'd get off by the stake when your horse got in a stop and it'd kind of push you to the goat. It's altogether different now, the goat time. Well, it seems like they were mainly kind of going off of a calf roping run, mimicking that when they first started this goat tying. And now they've changed all kinds of crazy stuff with it, Jimbo. Have you seen them do it? Uh, just a little bit, not much. These yeah. girls, they'll take off at a dead run, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they'll get off, and they got a hold of their saddle horn, running beside mm -hmm. their horse, and they get a great big send, and their horse just keeps on running by. Right. It's really something to watch, and they got some real fast hands, too. They have, it's a lot faster times now. We didn't tie goats in six seconds and rope calves in one or two seconds. A eight or nine second run was a good run in the goat tying, and a three flat, but they scored them out there, the calves. They scored them out there, and you had to run out there and rope them. Uh, yeah, it was it a was little a, more... It was kind of like Cheyenne this year, the breakaway in Cheyenne. They scored him out there, and you had to run out there and rope him. And you had to have a horse that could run and catch him. And now a lot of them, I mean, I'm not... It's it's good watching, but one or two second runs, you just nod and go and sling it and hope, you know. Well, those horses at Cheyenne this year, they were lost, you know, because they were used to jumping out there and, and, and then throwing the rope quick. And when they didn't throw the rope quick and they kind of set up and then the calves kept running, and then they had to go catch a calf, you know, it, it really threw them for a loop. They kind of got it going there toward the end. But It's a lot different, just like oh, yeah. the steer roping. Look how different the steer roping's changed from back in the day when your dad and Lewis and all roped them. Yeah, but I still feel like an old school steer roper can compete in these averages around here where... An old school breakaway roper or goat tire. But there's a lot of it's those. A little different the older deal women, now. even my age, they're breakaway roping now. And oh yeah, with the girls now. For sure, uh, everything's changed. Horse and uh, it's changed. Looks like you got to be a good roper too. Some of them rope pretty good. Dang right, I'd hate to match a big part of them right now. <laughs> I know they can catch more in a row than than me for sure, and a lot faster too, Jimbo. Right, right, and a lot faster too. So when you went to the high school national finals, what was the format up there? There's a lot of people that has uh, never been to the high school national well, finals. Well, my junior year, I went to Helena, Montana. 
and that's when I won the all-around breakaway in Gokhtan. And then the, my senior year, I went to her on South Dakota, is where the Nationals was, and um, I won the Gokhtan that year. But it's 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 one of the biggest rodeos. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I guess it's the biggest have, rodeo. They have like 1,100 1, people competing. Well, it's the most. Then, I don't know what it is now. That's what it was back then, when, in my day. Well, I know it's the most prestigious title you can get in that age demographic. Hmm. And in her day, I feel hmm. like uh, roping women and girls that roped, they had the high school and they had, some of them had the college. There wasn't a whole lot after that, so right. she was the top of her sport Absolutely. headed into college. They sure didn't have the breakaway, the money in the breakaway they do <laughs> nowadays. There wasn't that long. They had goat time. I mean, they had goat time at Cheyenne and barrel racing at Cheyenne after college for several years. They don't even have goat time. They don't have the goat time at Cheyenne anymore, but they used to. Oh, did, did you ever enter the goat time at Cheyenne? No, I never went to Cheyenne. I, I quit rodeoing after I graduated from college. I went right into flying after uh, I graduated from college. Durant was known as kind of a rodeo school. Is it, is it still? Or? Oh, yeah, it's a big time. It's one of the best rodeo schools there is. They won five national titles. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it's doing real good now. Christy yeah. Broderick's the rodeo coach now. and She's got it back like Betty Gill had it back in our day. She's right. got some real good contestants there. Yeah. And uh, Roy Cooper, that's, he was there, wasn't he? He was there when I was there. Yeah. Clyde Cooper and Roy Cooper and Betty Gill was my rodeo coach. Right. I grew up with them in New yeah. Mexico. Yeah, okay. I got All you. through junior high and high school. Yeah, they had an inside, they had an inside gig on the number one recruit in the nation right there. Right, they knew Ladon, her. My sister Ladon went there ahead of me. She Did she? Me. She went to Portales. In fact, Betty Gill and Ladon were roommates in college at Portales. No kidding. And they went on to Durant when Betty Gill was the rodeo coach, and Ladon went to Southeastern also. Betty Gill, she was a famous. Breakaway, right? Oh yeah, she's That's a right. goat and breakaway roper. She won all kinds of national titles. What was it like learning from her? She went out there and practiced with us every evening. She'd be out there because she's still all girl rodeo during college, just like Christy Broderick is right now. She, they get out there and practice with the girls and rope with them and goat tie with them. She was my traveling partner. Betty Gill was through college. She went to the rodeos with me and traveled, traveled with me. Did you ever have a match open with her? No. No? Thought you might have, just messing around in the no, practice. But we practiced together. Yeah? Y'all never had a friendly match? No. In the practice pen? No. Well, I think we might have had a few goat time matches with Sabrina and Edie Cowart and Betty Gill and me. We, we goat tied together, practicing all the time. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet that was some good watching. I bet that was some good watching on that rodeo team. Who all was on that rodeo team that you were on? Uh, the year, my first year was LaDon and uh, myself and Sabrina. And the second year was uh, myself and Sabrina and Edie. There was only three girls at that time on the okay. team. And then my uh, third year was uh, Cindy Perrin and Sabrina Pike and myself. And then my fourth year, I went to Sam Houston to college. And uh, it was uh, Jackie, uh, Jackie Head and Jan Woolery and myself were on the team at my fourth year of college at Sam Houston. I, I went changed regions my fourth year just to be in a different region and go to different rodeos. I got you. 
What about the guys that were on that rodeo team you were on? Oh gosh, there were some good guys. Uh, Roy Cooper, Clay Cooper, T. Woolman, John Davis, Jerry Beakley, Ronnie Bowman, Jack, uh, James Ward, uh, Adams, um, he's a steer roper, you know him, Adams, um, can't think of his name. You know a steer roper named Adams off the top of your head, Jimbo? Not just off the top of my head, but I should probably. But, but that's yeah. still, that's an impressive group. Yeah, How many national they, they final appearances? They had some, they won nationals five years in a row at Southeastern, the guys team did. And the girls team won it a couple of years. Did they go to school or just rope? Oh, well, they went. They were mostly enrolled in journalism. Was Ralphie? Was Ralph yeah, Williams? Ralph, Ralphie. Ralph, Ralphie Williams went to school Williams. down there. I yeah, just remembered that. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Ralphie okay. Allen. Yeah. Adams. And yeah. Williams. And I can see it. And yeah. his wife Sissy, she was there too. No kidding. No. Sally. 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 Mustang Sally. Yeah. They both went to school there. And, and uh, another close friend of mine, uh, Ollie. Smith. Smith. He went to school there. And this was a who's who of rodeo oh, yeah. back in yeah. the day. And, uh, Still today. Yeah. Uh, Lambert. Chuck Lambert. He went to school there. Wow. There were, they had some top cowboys. Steve Bland went to school there. Very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it was, it was a top rodeo school back in the day. And it, like I said, Christy Broderick's getting it back to be one of the top rodeo schools. Got a lot of support for the rodeo team there. Well, it's in a good area right there, right by North Texas, mm -hmm. right in southern Oklahoma. It's a good location if you're going to be rodeoing. I can see why some rodeo guys and girls would want to go there. Great location. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of good girls that went, too. Clay Blanford. Uh, there, was, there were a lot of uh, Lisa Joe, uh, Roy's wife, used to be Roy's wife, Lisa Joe Mann. She's a Sneed now, Lisa Jo Sneed. She went to school there. Uh, James Ward's wife, uh, Janae Ward, went to school there. How do you qualify for the women's national, for the college national finals? How would you, you, you just qualify for it? Top, I, I, you have to be on the team. Uh, the top, they take top three girls for, to be on the team. And I don't know if it's the top, how many in the top, your re I think it's the top two in each region. It, back then, the top two in each event got to go to nationals. And then the women's team, the top three women's team got to go to nationals. It may have changed by now, but that's how it was back then. Where did they have nationals? Uh, my first three years was at Bozeman, Montana, and my last year was, no, my first year was at Lake Charles, Louisiana, and my last three years was at Bozeman, Montana. The four years I was in college. Boy, howdy. That must have been a good day winning those college national championships. Yeah, and rodeo was my, that's what made me go to college is rodeo. Uh, I, you didn't go to study, you went to No, to I went to rodeo. So I had to go two more years after I finished my eligibility <laughs> to finish. <laughs> yeah, I went two more years at Bonner Fashion College after I uh, finished rodeo and to uh, get my degree. What do you think about what's going on right now in uh, the sports that you used to dominate in? Your breakaway. I think it's wonderful with the breakaway. Uh, I love watching it. I love the Cowboy Channel. 
I can't, and breakaway's my favorite to watch. I watch the barrels. I've always liked barrels also, but uh, I enjoy, I'm, the ones that don't have the breakaway, I thought, oh darn. <laughs> I really like watching the breakaway. It really took off too, hadn't it, it in the last, I mean, it just went crazy. And the horses, the, they've got top horses and cowgirls, yep. it's just a, I think it's added a lot to rodeo. I'm hoping it's at, at the NFR this year. I know it was there last year, but not in the same arena. Why yeah. the heck didn't they have it during the NFR I last know, year? They if they it. were going to have it, why well, didn't they, they have it during it, the but NFR? But it was in another arena. I hope it's at the NFR. But it, it wasn't on TV, was it, or was it? Uh, they no, had a special no. performance no. of it or something. I, yeah, I don't you remember seeing it. it on um, special on okay. the computer, but okay. uh, it wasn't at the NFR arena during the rodeo. Right. But I think it might be this year. So do they have a whole money standings list and everything going this year for the qualifications mm -hmm. to make the NFR? They do. In the breakaway. Mm -hmm. Then so they also have another big event with the breakaway, which is during the finals at the NFR. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but they also have a, a separate breakaway that you qualify to make it. Well, I hope they just show them on TV this year. That's we what need I hope, to. Jimbo. I do too. It's good watching. It'd be just as good as the. Well, I ain't gonna make any steer wrestlers mad. They're too big. It'd be just as good as the bareback right. riding. Marvin's wanting it to replace. <laughs> Marvin's wanting it to replace the bareback riding. <laughs> well, they could get entries. That's the thing. Bareback riders. It's a. They're not. They're not gaining bareback riders. We're losing bareback riders left and right. I think. And uh, the entries. There's not enough bareback riders for the rodeos. So, perfect. Perfect replacement is the breakaway roping. Perfect replacement is the breakaway roping. Fact, you're going to get some hate mail, probably. From bareback riders? Right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Steiner, little Steiner there at the bareback riding. You're right, gosh dang it. He's my little buddy. I quit watching after Larry Sandvik uh, retired. I liked watching his woolies flash with the powder in it coming out of the chutes. Did you ever watch Larry Sandvik? Oh. The Wild Man? I don't think so. Oh, my Lord. Oh. This guy might be the wildest man uh, maybe to ever live. I'm not sure. But this ain't about Larry Sandvik, so I'm going to get off talking about Larry Sandvik right here. <laughs> what, what was T-Woman like back then in college? Real quiet. He dated uh, Jackie Clampett, but uh, he was just real quiet and reserved, just a nice guy. Jackie, was she related to Jed? Oh. No, and Jackie's his wife. Oh, okay, I know. Yeah, uh, I just wondered what the clamp last name. One time, though, I have to tell you a story. We went to, they always had these big uh, Halloween parties at uh, South 40. That's Troy, South 40. That's where everybody went there. And everybody would dress up. And one time we went, and uh, Mike Beers was the uh, chauffeur, and T was our pimp, and Jackie and me, and I can't, one other girl was the Playboy Bunnies. We went in a limousine to South 40 with him that year. So, and he was fun that night, he was. But he was usually real reserved. But I can remember he had a, we had a good time and had a fun time that night. Well, that guy, could he rope just as good back then as he, oh, as he yeah. does now? Yeah, he could. What about Ralph? He roped with Mike Beers then. He oh, okay. was there at school with me. And they, he was, that's who he was roping with then. What about Ralph Williams? He used to be my old Holland oh, partner, but oh, I don't know much good, about his good guy. early days. He's one of the nicest guys you can come across. He's awesome. He is. He's, he's the part, best he guy. He turned out Kev's for us. Oh, did he? Cool. 
Mm-hmm. Him and, and Del Vecchio, uh, Del Vecchio went to school there. Bobby Del Vecchio, he was, went to school. Cool, right, right. He yeah. was always out there turning out kids for us and helping the girls. He was a good... Now, he was from New York, I think. He's got a real interesting story. Do you know Do you know his story? I do. Let's hear it real quick since you knew him so well. Because this is, this is crazy. He's from the Bronx of New York. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, and he's he's. Uh, I wonder how he wound up in Durant. He, I got good scholarship. And what about how did he wind up bull riding from the Bronx of New York? I, I heard he this story told, one he time. He never told me why that he did. I just knew he was. But we were just good friends. Cool. Well, Harry Tompkins, several-time world champion bull rider. He was from New York. He was following Harry Tompkins' footsteps. But mm-hmm. I heard that this Bobby Del Vecchio roundabout. Wanted to ride a bull. They meets these cowboys in New York City. They get him on a bull, and the guy's a natural bull rider, almost a world champion. Yep. Bobby Del Vecchio never rode a bull before in his life, and I think I think they said he was a natural at yep. it. Crazy. Well, he he was one of the nine team members, and he was always a, a made everything fun at practice. He'd just be out there, all, even though he was a bull rider. They didn't have practice bull riding at Durant then, but we'd team rope and calf rope and bot dog and everything, and he'd be right there in the middle of everybody. It was a lot of fun during college. I bet that was some good times right there. T-Woman, Bobby Del Vecchio, Ralphie Williams, Lori, Lori's sister, Roy Cooper. Fun people. A lot of talent, though. Wow. wow. How many? Pickett didn't go to school there, but he stayed out there all the time because he rode with Roy. But he was always there. He was one of my favorite, D. Pickett. World champion, cowboy D. Pickett I mean, right he, there. He was out of school. I mean, he might have went, I don't know if he went to school there or not, but he was always there. He stayed out at Roy's all the time. And, Seems like it was a lot like Stephenville and them areas are now right so. there. I haven't been, I wasn't there, but it sounds like it was with all the rodeo cowboy, the rodeo capital. It used to be. That used to be the, the college rodeo capital of the world I right there. I don't see why. So when you get done with college, you decide that uh, well, well, there's not a whole lot of breakaways. Well, there wasn't much for me after breakaway and uh, goat tying, and I, I ran barrels, but it wasn't my favorite event. And I sold my horses, and I um, I went to Botter Fashion College, and I worked at the Paramount in Dallas for a couple years, and then I worked for Clinique Cosmetics. Um, for a makeup consultant for two years, and then I started flying for American Airlines, and I flew for 34 years. How do you get in the flying business? You just go and interview and go through training, and training, that training was as hard as my six years of college, that six weeks. Yeah. That six weeks of training was hard, as hard as my six years of uh, college. It was hard. It's not easy to go through the training. You have to learn so many planes, and. It's just a whole lot to learn in a short period of time. Every year I had to go through emergency training, and I had to study a month before time. You have to learn a lot. Even though we just serve chicken and beef, there's a whole lot you have to learn <laughs> to be in a flight attendant. It's not just that. You know, every time I, when I used to fly, I quit flying now for some crazy reason. I decided I'm only driving. If I can't drive there, I'm not going. But, uh, you know, every time I flew through, like, the Denver airport, every single time I would run into somebody I know. No doubt. Another cowboy, some horse trading person or something. 
How often flying did you run into a lot of these cowboys and people you knew? Not very many, but I got to tell you a quick story. One time I was in Dallas, and I can't remember where we was going, but I had a really fun buddy bidder, Kelly. We flew together for 12 years in buddy bid, and we had Rick Skelton on the flight. And I always flew number one. She flew number two. She was boarding. And uh, I used to always tell, she'd always say, is that a cowboy, a real cowboy, wannabe, or a has-been? And he comes <laughs> on board, and she's there, and she says, uh, and he's, he's a cowboy, and she, he says, are you, oh, she, he gets seated, and she serves him drinks, she says, are you a real cowboy? And she's, and I don't know, they got to talking, and she says, well, my, my buddy bitter, she's, she's married to a real cowboy, and I, I just always want to know if there's a real boy, and he took his championship buckle off, and he says, go up there and show Lori this, and ask him if I'm a real cowboy, <laughs> and, it was, and it was Rick Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. But you know, I don't know if Americans uh, was too expensive. But I didn't have very many flights, <laughs> very many cowboys on American Airlines. True. But I flew international. So uh, I flew nine years domestic and twenty-five years international. So I'm, I went to China and all over the world. So there wasn't very uh, Brazil. I had a few uh, PBR cowboys on my flight to Brazil. So, uh, what was your favorite place to fly to internationally? Mm, I really like China. I like Hong Kong and Beijing and Shanghai. Uh, I know a lot of people don't now, but that's one of my favorite places. But I guess Paris or Madrid would be my favorite. I took my mom to those two places. You got to be careful in Shanghai. That word means... Shanghai. You might get Shanghai. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, China's not a real good... I, people don't watch them, but they're very nice people. And I, it was I enjoyed the last eight years of flying. I flew China. There were my longest flights at 17 hours from Dallas to Hong Kong, and 17 hours back. And I could fly three trips instead of five years. <laughs> I'd go insane on a 17-hour flight. Did you ever? Did you ever have a uh, a flight that got a little hairy? Mm-hmm. I've had a few. I had a near miss once in Chicago, and um, I've had a lot of. What does that work too? Uh-huh. Two planes get yeah, close we, to each we other. Took off and then just went straight up, and everybody just hit the floor almost. Now, me and Jimbo, we ain't got the six weeks of training in like you do, <laughs> so you got to talk to us. Yeah, like uh, it's regularly yeah, gonna it's happen. Yeah, near miss. We, we we took off and we just went straight up, and then one year, we the landing gear didn't. Uh, they didn't think they had it landed gear, and we had to prepare for an emergency. But I didn't have any big uh, emergencies. I had to well, that wouldn't scare me near as bad. At least you could land. Yeah. At least you had, I mean, I'd like to skid to a stop instead of a crash. Right. Sure. Right out of the sky. I've had some bad turbulence all over onto Hong Kong. I've uh, hit the top of the uh, top of the plane and hit the floor. I never broke anything, luckily, but I've had flight attendants on my flight that did. You know, I was on a flight one time out of LAX, and we got on the flight, and it took off and started going west. And we heard this real bad sound and it just kept going west and no one said anything for like 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden, the flight attendants, they started giving everybody free alcohol. <laughs> Whatever they wanted, it was free. Anything you wanted, as much as you wanted, it was all free. And I'm wondering what the heck is going on here. And then the captain comes on and says, folks, we've experienced uh, something called total hydraulic failure. And I don't know what that is, but it was a very, very serious situation at the time. So they just kept flying west over the ocean. 
I don't guess they could steer the plane very well or something. And uh, we flew for a good hour before we turned back around. And when we landed, they, uh, they had the emergency vehicles on each side of us because I guess it just had to glide to a stop. And they didn't have, uh, you know, the hydraulic brakes to stop it, I guess. So that's my one scary story on a plane. And it was scary. It was scary. And it was before cell phones. And uh, my dad and them was supposed to... I was flying from L.A. I was going to the rodeo in Pecos. And uh, it was before cell phones. And I didn't have a cell phone. Didn't have any way to get a hold of us. And they were supposed to be picking me up at the airport in Midland the next morning. And I didn't even get to Dallas until like 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was just a wild time. Wild Ooh, time. What were you doing in L.A. to begin with? Working. Okay. Believe it or not, I used to build uh, playgrounds and water slides, Jimbo. Okay. All over the nation. You just didn't look like an L.A. type guy to me. No, I was building a McDonald's playground out there okay. in uh, Compton or something. Or maybe a, maybe it was a Chuck E. Cheese. Might have been a Chuck E. Cheese at the time. Did a lot of Chuckies too. But anyway, total hydraulic fl- failure. Have you ever heard of that happening? Well, I didn't have that on my planes. I was lucky. <laughs> I was lucky. I have to say, I was really lucky the 34 years I flew. I didn't have very many incidents. I'm nope. supposed to be able to deliver a baby, and I'm glad I never had to do that. <laughs> you can deliver babies? I'm, supposed to, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm taught to. But I didn't ever have to. I had to give oxygen and uh, clean up a lot of messes and uh, stuff, but I didn't ever have to uh, deliver a baby, which is good. There's all kinds of fun stuff I want to ask you about the airline business. And yeah, there's a lot more to being a flight attendant than just serving chicken and beef. Clubs people join <laughs> while they're up there. I think it's a glorious job, but it's really not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just ready to drive. Just drive the Suburban or the pickup around. No, I like to fly. I'm, I'm through with food. Short trip. I'm huh? just staying home. Buy us an airplane. Won't you buy an airplane for us, Jimbo? Well, I don't want one of those kind of planes. We'll I want Marvin one of those big ones. Yeah. I'll trust Marvin to fly. I don't fly. like the little ones. He's got all that training in. Mm-hmm. Hours and hours. Yeah. Does he have his pilot license? I don't know, but I know he didn't marry me to fly free. He's gone, <laughs> five, he's gone about five trips with me in 34 years. Oh, yeah. And he can fly free. Well, he wants. He wanted to drive it. I can't. If he can't no, drive he it, doesn't he even want to drive it now. He don't want to drive it. I can't get him to leave the ranch. Just can't get him to leave the ranch. No, he just wants to stay home, and I'm kind of just like him now. <laughs> so how'd you guys meet? How'd my, you get married in the Shoulders family? Met my brother-in-law. He used to ride bulls. My brother-in-law, Vern Smith, and I met. We met through my brother-in-law. He's a Hall of Fame bull rider too, isn't he? He made the NFR. All right. Yeah, and he, he was inducted into the Texas Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Texas Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's a good guy. And Marvin. Yeah, Marvin and I married, I mean, LaDonna and I married the same guy, almost, bull riders. And I don't know why we always dated timed eventers, and we ended up with bull riders. I don't know how that happened, but I guess we, we We got two of the best bull riders, I'll have to admit that. Yeah, I think so, too. We did. They're pretty good fellers pretty darn good fellers so what is it like being married into this you know the first family a rodeo uh, being yeah. such a rodeo person yourself i hit the jackpot when i uh got to jim and sharon from my mother and father-in-law i really did jim um cole always says Lori married jim and got marvin as a bonus <laughs> <laughs> but jim he he was behind our team roping i quit rodeoing for several years till i met marvin and then we got into team roping. And we team roped for about 12 or 15 years. And Jim, he'd be out here buying our steers, turning out steers for us. And he was, uh, he was our biggest fan. 
And Sharon, you couldn't ask for a mother, better mother-in-law than her. They were real special people, it seemed they like. They sure were. They were real special people, it seemed like. Well, I got good sister-in-laws. I got three real good sister-in-laws, too. I was fortunate marrying into the Shoulders family. And I'll, uh, on flight, flights, a lot of times they'll say, did you know Troy Aikman? Or, and I'll say, because, you know, they have Troy Aikman and Jim yeah. Shoulders. I said, no. And they'd say, well, do you know Jim Shoulders? And I'd tell them they're uh, married to as their daughter-in-law. And they were real impressed, people on the planes. That I well, yeah. Know that. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't I was be? always proud to say I was Jim Shoulders' daughter-in-law. Did they still have the rodeo company when you were married to them, or were they no, going out of that? No, they didn't, but Jim still had uh, bulls and had... Uh, he didn't really have the schools then, but he had kids come over and um, practice it. We had the old bull riding arena by our, next to our roping arena that we built later on. And he'd have me out there in the middle of those bulls on a colt, and it, I'd be scared to death, but I was going to do whatever Jim asked me to. <laughs> well, Jimbo, you got anything else for her today? Well, we just enjoyed her story. That was pretty neat. I, did, I didn't have any idea. She's about as accomplished as Marvin, I believe. All Thanks. the stuff she did. And She's even in a uh, Hall of Fame right up here. 2017 yeah. inductee, I'm looking. I know. It was pretty, pretty special. Great story. It was my whole life, Rodeo. Yeah. It really was. I, was uh, I had a good mom and dad. I had the best Rodeo mom and dad you could have. Mom went with, with me to all the rodeos, and dad kept me mounted on good horses. <laughs> What a life. What a life. You know, I credit everything I have to rodeo and everything everybody I know and everything I have or everything I don't have, I credit right to rodeo. Right. I ain't got no money. I credit that to rodeo, but I got a lot of great friends, great family and a memories. great wife. Yep. The best memories. Yep. For sure. I credit everything I have to rodeo. Sounds like quite a bit of your I stuff is accredited it's right to rodeo. Life. I mean, I, I it, it changed after I finished rodeoing, but... And then I kind of got back into it. I ride every day, just about. I enjoy saddling up and riding through the cows. And uh, I'm glad I'm on a ranch and with the horses again. After I quit rodeoing and left and lived, I lived in New York City for a year in Chicago, and uh, I wouldn't give trade this place at all for where I live now. Everything right here is a little slice of heaven. This pool hall we're sitting in. We're going to go a little tour around it here in a minute and look at all their great memorabilia. And then we're going to check out the house, check out the memorabilia there. Check out the memorabilia at the Chamber of Commerce. This this town has got so much in it, Jimbo. It's got so much in it. People need to come down here and check out old Henrietta Yep. once they leave Pasca. And right. it, that's because of Tammy and Mark Hyatt and Roy Madden that uh, they keep rodeo on the map here in Henrietta. That's right. I've heard old Roy's name a few times he's a good guy. in the circles. I don't know him personally yet, but yeah. I've heard he's a great, great guy. He was. Oh, he's gone. He passed away. Dang it. This year. Well, Tammy's going to carry that tradition on right here for you guys. I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about it. Well, Lori, if you had any thing to tell a young woman about rodeo now, what would it be? Well, it's given me a good life, and I would do it all over again. Would you, would you suggest it? 
I sure young would. Girl. I sure would. Getting in this There's, rodeo life? I sure would. Uh, horses have been my whole life, and rodeos have been my whole life, and I wouldn't change anything about my life. Did all you little girls hear that? <laughs> you know, I saw a hat the other day we bought for our daughters. said, rope like a girl. I loved it. I loved it because there's some darn good girl ropers out there now. There sure are. Well, Lori, thank you for having us down here. Thank you for having us at your house. You come from such a great ranching family, married into such a great rodeo family, and uh, we're just so privileged to know you. Thank you. It's good to visit with my New Mexico friends. The new first lady of rodeo right here, Jimbo. Probably. Yep, I believe it. Lori Shoulders. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you. And we'll see everybody next week right here on another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast. Thank you again, Lori. See you next week, Jimbo. See you.